Hello and welcome to the KPMG All Wrapped Up Show. I'm joined by Ireland's top sporting professionals, Solheim Cup winner and KPMG's very own Leona Maguire, Aintree Grand National winner Rachel Blackmore and Olympic gold medalist Kelly Harrington. You're all so very welcome. We're going to look back at the sporting year gone by and forward to what's next for 2022. So Leona, what a year it's been for you, for all of the women's sports people here actually as well. Um, but for you in particular, it was a great one. Yeah, I think it was an incredible year all, all year round. It really just seemed like there was highlight after highlight and happy that I, I was a part of that. And, and obviously Solheim Cup was an incredible week, probably one of the best weeks I've had on a golf course and, and off the golf course as well. So a week that I'll not forget for a long time. Yeah, you certainly look like you're enjoying it. I have to say it's brilliant to see people playing sport with a smile on their face. Yeah, I think it's, it's just a special week. It's that sort of team environment with the crowds and, and all of that. It probably brings something out of you that you don't normally see and, and that sort of competitiveness in, in the match play and the, the team environment as well. Yeah, it was great. Rachel, you probably really kicked it off, I think, when you think back to um, February, March time and you really kind of burst onto the scene, Cheltenham becoming leading rider and then following it up with the entry Grand National. It was just such a brilliant start to the year for you, but for women's sports as well. It's been an incredible year for women in sport, um, you know, all across the board. It's been phenomenal. And as Leona said, being a part of that is just fantastic. Um, yeah, Cheltenham was incredible for me. And then to go to Aintree and for what happened there to happen, it was just unbelievable. So tell me about that week in Cheltenham, because it was a little bit unexpected, really, for you to finish as leading rider. You probably had had great ideas and, and everybody knew you were brilliant, but to to break that glass ceiling to reach that milestone was just incredible. Yeah, look, I'm in a very privileged position. I'm getting to ride a lot of good horses at the moment. So, you know, you're going over there with a lot of good rides and you're hoping essentially just one of them will win. But, you know, Honeysuckle won on the Tuesday and then, you know, things just kept falling my way all week. And it was just just incredible, really, to be, you know, in that position for, for, for those things to happen. So Kelly, Rachel's putting it down to just having the good horses. What do you put down an Olympic gold medal to? Uh, hard work and dedication, really. <laughs> I want what these girls actually do as well. So uh, yeah, I suppose hard work, dedication and, and belief. You have to have self-belief in yourself, really. Um, I mean, if you don't believe in yourself, then nobody else is going to believe in you and you certainly won't get the job done then as well. Kelly, an Olympic gold medal, like it is absolutely mind-blowing. It's such a unique thing. And I think sometimes when you're in the moment and, you know, we're kind of looking back at 2021 and, you know, there was brilliant achievements by so many people. But an Olympic gold medal is just so special. It still hasn't even sank in, to be honest with you. But um, it's amazing because it's, it's the best of the best, really. And it's just the cream of the crop and I was just so delighted to reach a, an Olympic final to, to even get to the Olympics was massive like especially with the year that we've the year the two years we've all had with sport with not knowing whether we're coming or going really and like I, when we were out in the Olympic Games like we, we were out in a camp before that for three weeks and I was still half thinking they're going to pull the plug on this now just literally we'll get into the village and they're going to pull the plug on it like because of because of Covid because you're hearing all kinds of things but just for them to go ahead I was just absolutely delighted to get to get out there and get the job done and you certainly did that what was the whole olympic experience like for you i know that you kind of went off social media and kind of didn't didn't have your phone for a lot of the the build up and then to go and, and to achieve your goal to, to win the medal and then just you exploded you were everywhere people were everywhere people were outside your house everybody wanted a piece of you 
it's been absolutely amazing because you're meeting so many different people from all walks of life and from all ages from like from from babies up to older people like you know like and everyone has a story to tell you about what you brought to their life at, at that time which is absolutely great you know and just there's so many i'm getting letters off people who are telling me like stuff that they were going through and that this, this gave them two weeks of pure happiness and joy to see that you know if 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 you if you work hard and and you never give up and you have resilience that you can achieve something and, and that that's my message to people is just keep working hard and look we're not always going to get there you know we're not always going to become an olympic champion or, or get what we want but at least if you try and and you get close to it at least you'll be proud of that you know and and you make a lot of friends along the way and it's just it's just fantastic sport is just absolutely brilliant you know it's it's great it really is and leona it's brilliant to have so much women's sport and i remember seeing you when you were a kid and i know everyone has that memory of that of that picture with yourself and lisa and in ways we've kind of almost seen you grow up because we were getting little snippets of how you were getting on and, and you know seeing you as you were as you were getting older and to have you now in the situation where you're one of the leading golfers in the world, it's pretty phenomenal as well. But it must be really nice to be sitting here, almost having kind of paddled your own canoe for a while. Because when we were young, like we had Sonia and we had Derville, but we didn't get to see that much women's sport. Like ladies football was on the TV every now and again. Same with Camogie, All-Ireland Finals. We barely got to see the women's soccer team. We're getting to see them now, which is brilliant. But to have inspiration now all around you as well must be pretty cool. Yeah, it's massive. I think I was obviously part of the 20 by 20 campaign with KPMG and all of that. And I think the big thing I wanted to come away with that was not just paying lip service to it, that it was up to us as, as athletes to take the ball and run with it. Um, and I think we've done that in bucket loads this year. And it's, it's just great to see so many of, I mean, we know the hard work and dedication that goes in behind the scenes. It's, it's a massive team effort. Um, and like you said, to see the, the football team doing so well, Rachel, Kelly, Ellen, all, all at the Paralympics doing so well, um, hockey team doing so well, and, and it's great. I mean, Irish fans are the best, best fans in the world, we'll rally behind anybody, but it's nice to see sort of getting on mainstream TV now that it's not just a highlights package at two, three o'clock in the morning that you catch a snippet of it. Growing up, I never, I never got to see ladies golf. I got to go to an Irish Open as a kid and Solheim Cups, and that, that was just incredible. And that, that's where you see it and go, you know what, one day I, I want that to be me and um, hopefully there's there's a lot of young girls and boys around the country seeing what happened all throughout this year and, and hoping one day that's them. And for me, I don't care I don't care if it's golf, if it's if it's boxing, if it's swimming, if it's athletics, if it's horse riding, whatever it is, I think this year I think people really appreciated the power of sport and the importance of sport and, and the joy that it, it brings to people. One thing that will stick with me from 2021 was the week, the Sunday night of the Solomon Cup. Me, they were after winning the All-Ireland football final as well. And I went onto the RT website, as I often do, because I'm trying to decide what we're going to be doing on the show next, the next day. And I look at the most read stories to see what people are interested in, because you can't force people to click on things like they're going on. And it was just a reflection of what people are interested in that day. And the top seven most read sports stories on a weekend where there was loads of different sports, there was men's soccer internationals and everything was all women's sport. It was the likes of, of your story and the me, the ladies football. And I'd never seen anything like it. And it was just genuine interest in the stories, which was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, we were kind of in a bit of a bubble at the Solheim Cup, so I didn't, I don't think we realised the support we had while we were there. It was, it was when I came home and 
I think there was one of the, the papers that the granny kept like the, the cut out of and it was I think it was split between the front page was split between like me, Katie and, and the Mead footballers and that's just not something you ever would have seen in the past and it wasn't just there for the sake of being there, it was there because we deserve to be there and um, like you said the interest there and that was the cool thing for me with the Solheim Cup, there seemed to be people watching that wouldn't normally watch golf, definitely wouldn't normally watch ladies golf um, and like Kelly said young people, working, working people and older people um, just genuinely excited about, about women's sports, which is, is fantastic to see. What I love about it as well, Rachel, is that people now have opinions on it. You know, they're not just saying it's great for the sake of it. So if somebody doesn't do something right, or if a team is playing bad, they'll analyze it and criticize it as well, just like they would men's sport, which for me is a big sign of progress. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you don't want to be just doing it for the pat on the back, you know, getting getting criticised is part of being a sports person. And, you know, that, that as you say, shows the equality that's there when you're being criticised as much as anyone else. And, and that's what you want, you know, like as a sports person, you're constantly trying to improve and get better. And, you know, criticism comes with that. I know we always have this conversation, Rachel, about women's sport and the fact that what you've done has been just phenomenal because you're competing on the same patch of grass as the men are and it's a rare thing in sport but what you've achieved this year despite the accolades or on top of the accolades I should say is that you've done something by breaking those glass ceilings and reaching those milestones it's not going to be news anymore you've done it now so the next person that comes along and wins the leading rider at Cheltenham who's if it's a woman and wins a grand national people aren't going to be that bothered about it anymore because you've already done it. Yeah, look, I suppose from, from my point of view, when I, you know, did those things, when I crossed the line of the Grand National, like I wasn't hit with the fact that I'm the first woman to do this. And, you know, I think that's, that's just the industry we're in. Um, the racing industry is extremely uh, equal. Um, you know, if you're putting in the work, you're a good enough rider, you'll get the chances. And, you know, th that's, that's the feeling I had crossing the line. But look, it's fantastic to be the first person to do anything. And yeah, it'll, it'll make things easier now for sure. And there's a lot of you as well on the shortlist for the RT Sport um, Person of the Year and you're all on it. So it'll be, uh, it'll, it's actually brilliant to see as well, Kelly, because everybody's there on merit. And, um, you know, it's, it's a competitive list and you can try and decide or pick yourself who's going to win and nobody knows. But that's also a sign of progress as well, that the six women that are on the list of eight are all there because they deserve to be. Exactly. And, and and we are all there because we deserve to be. And if either of these two women get to get it, I'd be absolutely honoured to, to be a part of it, you know. Just to be there and to say that we've been nominated together is just amazing. But at the same time, uh, I don't want to be put into a competition as, you know, it's not popularity competition either, you know what I mean? What I've achieved this year, like, that's, the, that's my uh, award, you know. What you've achieved, what you've achieved, that's your award, you know what I mean? So. I just, yeah, <laughs> I just want to say that, like, yeah. everybody deserves to be there. And yeah, it's just a brilliant reflection of the year that women's sport has had. And just something that Kelly uh, touched on there, Leona, and, and it's quite relevant to you and what you're doing as well, is the fact that there's more opportunities now for women, whether it's, you know, the, we see the Gaelic footballers heading off to Australia to play in the AFL and they'd only loving the chance to be professional athletes for a while. We're seeing um, Katie McCabe over playing in the WSL and Louise Quinn and um, so many girls and, and women now are getting opportunities to become professional athletes. 
which is really cool as well. And for you to, for people to see you doing that as well, they can see that pathway. But what's it like? What's the tour life like? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably not as glamorous as, as people think it is. It's, it's a lot of time in hotels and airports and all the rest. But I mean, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I, I always say I have the best office in the world. It, it changes every week. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm doing what I love and I'm fortunate to have that opportunity to do that, that, that we do have an LPGA tour that, that's getting stronger every year, that we have companies like KPMG backing us. And I suppose with the KPMG Women's PGA Championship, that was, that was one of the big things they wanted was to get us on the golf courses that the men play, the big golf courses, the golf course you recognize the names of and not just have us hidden away at a, at a small venue somewhere. And um, I think, I mean, the majors this year, we're gonna play, play at Muirfield, the British Open, where there was never any female members. That was one of the, one of the last clubs to, to have female members brought in and like Royal Dublin um, here a few weeks ago to, to have that vote to, to allow everybody to play. And I think we're in 2021 <laughs> that, I mean, male only golf clubs still shouldn't be a thing. And it's, it's nice that they're, they're finally joining the 21st century in that regard. But um, yeah, like you said, it's all about opportunity. I think we put in the same amount of effort just as much as the men do. And it, it's about that opportunity. We're not looking for a pat on the back. We're not looking for any favors or handouts. It's, we know what it takes to get to, to the top level. And I think you see that when when given the right opportunity and the, and the right funding and the right coaching and all of that, um, what our female athletes can achieve. And we, we have done it and um, it's been a joy for me to watch cheering, cheering all the rest of the girls on. I mean, I got to see Kelly's fight in Tokyo. That was one of the highlights of my year. Um, she probably inspired me a bit for the, for the rest of the year. And like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what sport it is. I think it, that sort of transcends everything. So um, yeah, it's incredible to see everybody doing so well. And, um, long may it continue. It really is, Rachel, incredible to see girls and women have these opportunities to see Leona on the tour, to see Kelly as well doing her thing and so many others. But it's a hard life, I'd imagine, as well, trying to get to that top level, to the amount of work that you have to put in. Like we see, I see you all the time, like just traveling around the country and it's not the glamorous uh, Cheltenham that I, that I see you at in this time of year. I'm, you know, I'm seeing you in uh, small race courses, you're heading off here, there and everywhere, you're riding out all the time. The days that we see aren't just, or the days that you put down aren't just the ones that we see on the TV. There's tough times too. Yeah, look, as, as Kelly mentioned earlier, like we all work so hard, but you know, for me, and I'm sure the girls are the same, like we love what we're doing and we're so privileged to be able to do this, you know, um, every single day. And, you know, it's a fantastic position to be in. Like I love riding horses. It's now my job to do that. You know, it's, uh, I could never have envisaged growing up that I'd be making a career out of this. So it's, it's an incredible position to be in. And uh, yeah, you know, you feel very lucky. Has life changed for you in the last year? Um, yeah, things have changed a little bit, definitely, I think, since Cheltenham and Aintree. Um, the postman is a lot busier, for sure. Um, uh, my mum and dad are doing, did interviews after, uh, after Aintree like they never did before. I couldn't even get through to them on the phone for, uh, <laughs> till the next day, nearly. Um, but, yeah, look, life is different, but it's, it's good different, you know what I mean? Um, like, sitting here beside, you know, to, to elite athletes, uh, you know, being asked to do things like this, you know, it's, uh, yeah, look, it's, it's you, you'd be pinching yourself a lot of the time. What about you, Caddy? Has life changed much? 
it's changed, but um, just still trying to keep it as normal. Um, it's gas now that you say like people like people stopping you and offer photos. You know, like if, uh, the other day, like people are stopping you and saying, "Can I get a selfie?" And you're like, "Yeah," and you're you're there and you're smiling away, and then the phone comes on and it's on a countdown from ten <laughs> seconds, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like my jaws are gonna like burst, and you're like. Can you not take that timer off? And he's like, no, it's nearly there. Like, you know, just funny things like that, you know. But uh, changed, but not not too much, you know. Like, I, I like it didn't need to change, really. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm happy enough the way I am. I'm doing what I'm, what doing what I'm doing. My circle is very, very small, and it's, it's staying that way, you know. Is it hard when you come from the Olympics high and obviously winning the gold medal at the Olympics high, that, that high as well, to stay motivated now? Like, how do you kind of balance that dealing with everything that comes with being an Olympic champion and then obviously look into the future as well and, and what you need to do and what you need to prepare for? Um, I never really had the high that everyone's talking about, you know, so uh, I'm still looking at girls now like who are coming through and working out what I'm going to do if I meet them and stuff and I'm still like, I'm not thinking like I'm an Olympic champion really because I think you kind of get complacent then and sit back. I, I'm kind of a little bit of imposter syndrome, really, you know, like, it's not me, like, you know, and uh, just working hard because I know if you fall asleep that, you know, things happen and stuff passes before your eyes. So just trying to stay in the game and I'm still tipping away, like I'm still training. Uh, I've been at a training camp out in Italy there, had some really great test matches out there just, just recently. And now I'm winding down for Christmas, but I'm not stopped. I'll just like tone the training down so it's not as intense because we need our bodies need rest as well because at the end of the day we aren't superhuman we're just human and we do need to enjoy it and have a bit of a life as well like and what have you that's fascinating you didn't have the high that the whole country had because of you yeah because like I'm not like I didn't want to get drawn into the, the hype really do you know and I see it happen to so many people, like they, they achieve something absolutely fantastic, great, and then they start changing and they start being something that, that they weren't when they won it, you know, and, and I think people, if people like you, they like you for who you are now and, and for what you have, who you have been throughout the journey, but then to change, to be something else would be just absolutely I don't know what word to put it, but like, yeah, <laughs> wouldn't be nice anyways, you know, so just staying the way I am and not, not getting caught up in the hype, really. Rachel, you're nodding along there. Oh, I am. I think very relatable here. Um, no, it's like it's, you know, you're you're obviously elated. We well, obviously elated when it happened and it's fantastic. But like, you know, sport keeps going, you know, racing keeps going, the wheel keeps turning, you're you know, entry happened, but then we were coming home and Punchestown was on, do you know what I mean? And then you're into the summer festivals and now it's all starting all over again. People are talking about Cheltenham 2022, you know, it's it's a constant wheel, like you don't, I think when you retire, maybe you'll, you'll get to kind of take a breath and kind of look back and enjoy it. And like, you're probably the same, you're probably just looking at what's coming up now. Like, you know, people, people kind of, you know, they think you're good, they think you're really good and you're kind of, yeah, in the back of your yeah, like in the back of your head, head, you're kind of like I have to, I have to keep working now to be what everyone thinks I am. You know, you, you don't fully believe it yourself. I don't think. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like you know, it's, it's, a lot of people crazy. talk about this will give you a great confidence and momentum for the next one. But at the same time, you have to keep working to build on that. It's not just going to happen yeah. automatically. It's not just a given that you did that one week or you had that performance or whatever. That it's it's naturally going to happen again and again and. Um, 
yeah, like they said, it's just it's. I suppose that's not the be all and end all. One week is not. Um, that's not the finishing point. That's that's just one of a number of, exactly. of stops of, of goals that you want to achieve. And um, you sound yeah, like quite like depressed, but <laughs> not what you're. People, you're I think as, as athletes, we have we have short memories. I think it's always okay. On to the next one. How do I improve? There's always something something else to tick off the list that of you want to do. And I think it's it's fantastic that it every, all of these moments brought. Um, people such joy and, and they can revel in it but at the same time we can't afford to get complacent because we know there's more things we want to achieve. And I guess as well when you do experience success people's opinion of you you change as in they have an expectation now that you're going to keep doing that and that must bring pressure too then Leona. Yeah it does I mean people have always going to have expectations I mean there's, there's ultimately nothing you can do about that and I think probably for a lot of us we have the most expectations we have of ourselves but that's not in terms of winning anything that's in terms of the preparation and the the hard work we put in behind the scenes because ultimately that's that's all you can control for me i need the ball to bounce the right way a gust of wind here or there to, to hit the ball like that's out of my control um same for rachel the ground conditions that day she can't control that and what the horse is, is feeling that day and, and kelly she doesn't know what opponent she's coming up against so like a lot of that's outside of your control, so you focus on the things you can control. There's there's a lot of things there to work on, and um, ultimately, then those results take care of themselves. I think you need to drop the mic now and go. <laughs> <laughs> there's also the worry as well about injury, Rachel, as you experienced this summer. And I'd mentioned that you know we only see the really good days when you do get injured and you do get a setback. They're the things that you have to deal with on your own, and it must be quite difficult. Yeah, look, being a jump jockey, you know, injury and getting falls and losing races is the only thing that's guaranteed. So, you know, as much as the outside world, you know, it, it's part of it's part of what we do. You know, when you take out your jockey's license, you know, you, you know, you're going to get falls, you're going to get hurt. And when it happens, you know, you're just hoping it's not too bad and you're thinking about when you can get back. And um, yeah, I, I got injured in the summer and, you know, the first thing I thought of was when is Honeysuckle going to run again? She was going for the Hatton's Grace. I was trying to work it out in my head what, how many weeks or months that was. And, you know, you, you aim to get back for these things. And, uh, yeah, that's just part of, the, part of the job. I'd say you would have dealt with it pretty badly now if there's someone else on Honeysuckle. <laughs> yeah, look, it, it's extremely hard when you're watching someone else, you know, ride a, ride a horse that you should be riding. But unfortunately, we, we all go through that. And I was very fortunate. My injury happened just in time for the Olympics to kick off. So I was, uh, I had ample entertainment. Um, yeah, I was setting my alarms and didn't, you know, I was just recovering on the couch and able to watch watch everyone over there so uh, yeah it was um, at least I had that to keep me keep me occupied. Every cloud. Kelly we're heading into 2022 which means we're not that far from 2023 and that is crazy when you think about it because it feels like only yesterday which kind of was really when you think it was just the summer that you were at the Olympic Games but it's going to come around really really quickly. It's going to come around so quickly but like the last Olympics going into the qualifiers I had like my mindset was look whatever what happens happens you know if I qualify I qualify um, and I'll be doing the exact same thing going into 2023. 2022 is, is going to be a big year where the worlds and the Europeans but 2023 is where it happens. So look, I'm not looking for I'm not not that I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward because then you miss out on every other little opportunity that's coming your way. So 
I'm taking things step by step. I'm not overlooking anything or anyone and just just going with the flow, you know, just enjoying it, just enjoying what I do, enjoying sport, you know. I, I love sport. I love the fact that I get to meet people like the yous here, you know, and, and that for me, that's what it's all about, you know. So whatever will be, will be, and we'll just go with the flow. It's really, really good advice. Leonid, 2022 for you, what are you looking forward to most? Um, probably the majors, I would say. We have a lot of class venues on, on the cards this year for going back to North Carolina, I think for the US Open will be will be huge. Back to Pine Needles, really excited about that. Going to, to Muirfield for the first time, Congressional for the KPMG PGA Championship. All of those venues, I think they're world-class venues we've watched on the TV growing up, so watching the lads play. So it'll be nice to, to get our teeth into, into them this year. And Rachel? Yeah, um, as Kelly was saying, you're, you're taking things step by step. You know, you're, I never really set myself massive goals. Um, there's so many variables in racing. You know, you're, you're essentially part of a team on a horse. So, you know, you, you need them to be good too. And uh, yeah, so just taking things step by step. Obviously, we've Christmas festivals coming up, Limerick, Leopardstown, Down Royal. Um, they're all coming up over Christmas and yeah, then we've, you know, Cheltenham, Aintree, Punchestown, Fairyhouse, the list goes on. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> don't be enough hours in the day to keep up with all of you. There'll be so much brilliant <laughs> women's sport. Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining us today. From all of us at KPMG, we wish you continued success for the year ahead. And I hope you know that you have the support of the entire nation as you do us proud on the international stage. <laughs> <laughs>